0: fire podcast, the most fire podcast you will ever hear. We're here today in Columbus, Ohio with Ryan Rhodes, who left and is back again. Welcome, Ryan.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're
0: welcome. (laughs) Is it good to be back in Columbus? (laughs) Uh, It's good
1: to see the people in Columbus. Um, Did not miss the city necessarily, though it is uh, we will always have a special place in our heart.
0: Yeah, it's been a short time.
1: Yeah, it's only been two months.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how about you walk us through some of the process of leading up to why Seattle and and how you were able to get to that place where it's like, yes, we're going to take up, pack everything up and move across the country. How did you get to a place where you got to pick Seattle and when you got to pick September 2018?
1: Yeah, so um, the, uh, I'll do the quick version. Um, So for those who don't know, my wife and I, along with uh, four other people, um, moved out to Seattle uh, two months ago. And the process leading up to that actually started in 2015. Um, in 2015, God spoke to me pretty clearly. Um, I was just kind of praying about, uh, I had some options on the table, things that we could do. Um, I didn't feel right about any of it. And our our heart has been to get to the West Coast. Um, and I remember God speaking that we were going to live in Seattle, um, for a period of time, which I was not super happy about, uh, cause I did not want to live in Seattle. Um, but yeah, so then fast forward a little bit. I mean, there was stuff all along the way, but there was a point at the end of, uh, 2017 where God, um, basically spoke to me and it was just like, you're released. Um, but I knew, I knew I was released from the church, but, I, um, but there was still like loose ends to tie up and things to, to see through. Um, and so we basically stayed almost a whole year more, um, just to close stuff out with relationships and that sort of thing. Um, and then we went, uh, at the end of 2017, we went and spent time with David Hogan, which we've talked about in a previous po- podcast. Um, and there was the point when he turned to me, uh, we were worshiping up on this mountain. Um, you know, all of these, uh, aztecos uh, aztec indians and hundreds of them and we're having the service and he comes over and just turns to me and looks me in the eyes gets nose to nose with me uh intense like only david hogan can be and he says uh he stares me in the eyes and he says i need you to go do this somewhere he said it it doesn't have to be here but you gotta do this somewhere and uh it was like jesus himself was looking me in, me in the eyes and giving me that command um and I felt him uh, I felt just the presence of God go through my body. And it was at that point it put this urgency where we knew we were released and we knew Columbus wasn't home anymore, um, but we didn't know where home was. And it was it's one of the hardest uh places we've ever been in. And um and so yeah, and then a few there was a few dreams later, um, God gave us some clear dates on when to go and very specifically that it was the time for Seattle. Um, lots of confirmation, which would take a long time to go through, but um, it was becoming increasingly clear that it was the time to go. And it was hard because it was actually the best time of our ministry uh, to that point. And, um, and God was just doing so much and we actually did not want to leave. We didn't want to step away from what God was doing. Um, and it felt wrong, uh, to the point that God had two different, uh, prophetic people contact me (laughs) and, and say the exact same thing, which was if you, basically, if you don't leave, God's going to have to kill what you've built. Um, and, but if you leave, you can, you know, it can continue. Um, and so we decided to leave and, you know, take it with us and go. And, um, so that's where we're at now. That's
0: awesome. Awesome it's interesting that a lot of people don't see the, the back story and the history with it and they just see like one day you make a Facebook status <laughs> yeah. like oh my gosh like have you thought this through like you know what you're doing yeah you're being dumb. they
1: don't see the three years and the, the praying and the fasting and uh, yeah the planning and God throwing out the plan and they don't see all that
0: all right. yeah so it is really cool to, to be able to see and be able to hear some of the history and to be able to share that and, and invite people into that what do you feel like you you learned through that process? Or, like, what advice do you give to someone walking through that process? Where, like, I feel like God's calling me to leave, but I don't really know. And then, like...
1: Yeah. Um, have have people you can trust. Um, have, have people that you can kind of walk through that with. Um, the people that both understand uh, who you are and then also, you know, where you're at in your life. Um, and actually really believe in you. Um, and get... You know get that kind of counsel the other thing is um if god's calling you he's he's gonna back everything up and so it doesn't mean that this season was easy it was actually one of the hardest times of our life I, we've never been so hated uh, or attacked by people before um it gotten a lot of nasty messages um, people have contacted people around us that sort of thing um but it actually um yeah, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change any of that. Um, you just have to. You have to do your your part as honorably as possible and love people as well as you possibly can. But love doesn't always mean agreement, and love doesn't mean that you do whatever everyone says. Because um, he's God, <laughs> and so you know, you don't hear a whole lot of stories of people leaving when things are awesome. Normally, things have to die before people move on, and then you know, like they hit rock bottom, and then God does something amazing. That's most stories you hear. Um, so it was really hard. If you, if you get called out of something that's actually awesome and thriving, um, I had a third person basically contact me and I was just like, I'm really struggling with leaving. And they're like, God gives you a lot of vision. Right. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, how much of the vision for Columbus that you've had for, for your specific ministry has already taken place. And I said, all of it. And they're like, well, why do you think you would still need to be there if God hasn't given you more? Um, And why do you think that this is, you know, it was like almost like a control thing, like you're trying to hold on to it. So that really helped. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just letting go and just being willing to follow him. And, you know, we'll talk about in a second just kind of what the seasons look like since then. But the other thing I will say, too, is like with uh, because I talked about, you know, people and lots of anger and hatred and misunderstanding and people just not really understanding what, you know, why we need to leave. Why couldn't we do it here? All those kind of things. Um, you know, one, one thing that I I had to realize is I don't actually owe anyone anything, um, you know, except for to love them. And, uh, and, you know, I got to follow God. That's my, that's my, uh, commissioning is to follow him. And so, but one of the beautiful things is when you're hated like that, there's a, there's a level of God's heart, especially the heart of Jesus and the sufferings of Jesus that you don't actually get to experience until you've been in that place. Um, and in that place where people speak, speak horrible things about you or or people around you and um, just kind of the, the hurt uh, and it's not as much hurt personally uh, you know I thought it would be more of that I thought I would have taken that a little bit harder but it, it really wasn't and what I found is a lot of the hurt was actually hurt for the people um, both the people being attacked and also the people doing the attacking um, just because it, it, it really hurt my heart to to see uh, where they're at and how much they're misunderstanding, because I knew if they could just, if if it was, you know, if, if they could see a little bit more what God was doing, they wouldn't be doing that. And it and it was uncharacteristic of them, anyways. And normally it comes out of a place where people just genuinely care, um, and they're they're you know worried because they don't actually understand. Um, and so just being able to relate to that part of Jesus' heart was has been really incredible. So, that was a little bit. Longer of an answer, sorry. <laughs> no,
0: no, no problem. So all that took place throughout the last couple of years, and then you get to to September 1st. So do not you, take September 1st, 2018, you're packed up a car and leaving Columbus.
1: Yeah. Well, we actually left on the 3rd, the I think. Was the third? It was Labor okay. Day, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Labor right. Day. Okay. Um, yeah, so we basically sold everything, uh, which I highly recommend. Um there was something you know not to make everything spiritual but there's something highly spiritual about just getting rid of everything um from this season and just you know saying god we're going with you and you can you know you can replace this as much of it as you want to we're just we just want to be with you um so we got in the car um the way we did the trip was very uh thought out and um not just in a logistical and not just from a logistical standpoint but like we actually saw this as part of the journey. Um, we didn't want to fly or anything like that. Um, one, because we had cars, but two, you know, we just didn't want to miss out on that process. There's something about, you know, traveling across the country, um, to the new place that helps you process. Yeah. And so we just, um, we planned out certain things. Like we downloaded a ton of messages, from, uh, from people both like, you know, people like Bill Johnson and Chris Vallotton, Heidi Baker, like David Hogan, current modern, uh, people that we look up to, but also like Word of Faith, um, some God's generals, um, you know, like we listen to some R.W. Schambach, uh, some old Rod Parsley, some Lester Summerall, um, Kenneth Hagen, you know, and, And we basically we invited Holy Spirit to take us on a school of faith because that's what this whole thing was. We went out there, we didn't have jobs, we didn't uh we literally had gotten our house solidified a few days before, um, which we were we were gonna go out there regardless of having a house, but luckily it worked out. Um, and we were on a journey of faith. And so um we would we had multiple cars, but we'd sync up and listen to the same messages at the same time and just ask Holy Spirit what message is next and listen the next one and go to different places and pray and went to Yellowstone and the Badlands and all kinds of beautiful places. Um, but it was such a, uh, I, I don't know that I can really put into words yet, but it's, it was such a process and a journey of, of stripping off everything that was supposed to stay in this season, uh, the past season, and like supposed to stay in Ohio and kind of uh, in a implementing of new things within us. Uh, as we crossed, you know, different state lines, different time zones and got out there. Um, and, it, you know, we arrived out there different people than when we started.
0: That's cool. So now that you're out there, like how is it in Seattle relative to like what you've experienced in Columbus? Where Columbus has a church on every street corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's very different. Um, if you've traveled at all uh, and you are kind of spiritually discerning of atmospheres and that kind of thing, you can tell like different places are very different, not just aesthetically, but, or culturally, but even beyond that, like the spiritual aspect of it. So here in Columbus, like it's very much uh, one of the, one of the principalities, one of the stronger forces is the religious demon. Um, And so it's very, it's very religious atmosphere. There's certain things that come with that. There's certain things that work easier here than other places. And there's certain things that are harder here. Um, you know, all of it bows to the name of Jesus, but that's just the reality of it. So in Seattle, um, it is uh, very open. There's no religion, basically at all. Um, it, there is, it's kind of a postmodern area, um, so the atmosphere is very open and clear. Um, it doesn't have a lot of the chaotic, the chaotic confusion thing that's on religious places. Um, But it does have, you know, kind of one of the presiding things. There's a lot of new age, uh, but there's also uh, depression, isolation. Those that that kind of is something that kind of reigns over that area. Um, And there's also a lot of just freedom um, in good and bad ways. So there's not a whole lot, you don't feel the same conviction that you feel other places. To explain that, I guess one of the best ways is we kind of realized, I actually think it was Peter Lewis that pointed this out, but we kind of realized that um, in Columbus, you don't read your Bible, you feel like you're sinning. You, you know, if you don't pray that uh, throughout the day or whatever, you start to feel like, wow, you know, what's wrong with me? Like there's almost that religious shame or guilt that comes on you um, out there that doesn't exist. So, You know, Sunday morning, if you don't go to church, you don't even think about the fact that people are going to church on Sunday morning. Um, You know, if you don't read your Bible, you don't think about it. And so you actually, uh, because that doesn't exist there, that kind of religious shame, um, which if you've never been outside of, uh, you know, a religious atmosphere, it's hard to understand what I'm saying. But um, if if you don't think about it, you'll go a long time without doing it. Um, and so out there, you have to actually really discipline yourself to do those things. Um, you have to discipline yourself to read the Bible, to, to spend time with God, to pray. Um, and on top of that, you know, like people out there, like there are some, there are Christians and there's religious Christians. There's not a whole lot of like really strong Holy Spirit movement of God stuff going on. Um, but there are, um, there's a hunger in the people. So like here in Columbus, like, Typically when you have real power or something's real on your life, uh, of God on your life, um, the religious attack it and try to shut it down. Um, That's just kind of the pretty standard thing you'll see. Um, In Seattle, if the religious people, because it's not one of the predominant spirits in the area, people who are just kind of religious, who don't really they haven't gone in depth with God. They don't even know that that's available. If they get around you and they see something real, they are so hungry for it. It's ridiculous. Um, so we've had a lot of people that have asked to be a part of what we're doing or asked, who are you guys? Like, you know, we want to be around you more, just different things. Um, just because there's such a, a hunger for something real because it doesn't exist out there. Um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm sure there's great churches. Um, but it's not like, you know, in Columbus there's a lot of great churches. Um, out there, there is, there's a few. <laughs> and then there's a lot of religious churches.
0: So what does life look like in with the six of you that have moved out there already? <laughs>
1: um, we are all living in a house right now together, a big house. Uh, God really hooked us up. We have a a beautiful house and um it's been uh, it's been interesting, like there's a, there's a stuff we're learning that I didn't understand how powerful living together actually would be. Um, there's levels of transfer- transformation, vulnerability, confrontation um, that don't really get to happen outside of that. You know, one of the things that we were really adamant about going out was we are not going to be passive aggressive. And so, um, to explain that, like, you know, a lot of people will, instead of saying what they mean and actually confronting someone, they'll, you know, say something else with kind of a, it's got kind of a jab to it. Um, and so instead of being passive aggressive, we're just, we're like, you know, I'd rather somebody be fully aggressive than passive aggressive. Like I should just tell me what you what you're feeling. Um and so we just like committed we're just going to say what we feel and like deal with stuff as a family and we've done that and so it's been lots of hard conversations uh being in each other's business and dealing with stuff and it has been such a growing up process um and also just a, a revealing because um everything that could live under the religious atmosphere every bit of religion that was in us um any place that that the religious demon had a stronghold Uh, that stuff's just rapidly getting revealed every place that or you know orphan places in us like all that kind of stuff it's all being rapidly revealed and we're having to deal with it together um so it's been interesting but we're you know uh it's been beautiful we're having dinners together um and experiencing god going to waterfalls going we went to the ocean and got we baptized, got baptized into the, into the Pacific, um, into the wild, that was something that God gave me a vision of, was us getting baptized in the Pacific Ocean, and it was crazy cold, but then the fire of God came over us, um, and it was just one of the most powerful things we ever did, so, yeah, it's been beautiful.
0: Amazing. So, now that you guys are two months in, getting a little bit more settled, what, uh, what do you see on the horizon? What's, what's moving forward?
1: Yeah, so um, we're figuring that out day by day. Um, so we we basically put everything domestically on hold. Um, so everything in the U.S., like all of our U.S. ministry, has been put on hold um, to an extent. Um, you know, we so one of the things we are doing is we're having we're having dinners together. So every Friday night we have a dinner with great food. Um, and we just, you know, we have communion together and we worship together and God shows up around the table in powerful, powerful ways. Um, it's something that everyone needs to experience. And so we do that, um, and we do stuff together, uh, but we're kind of more or less building our culture. Um, and so we want to, you know, the six of us are all part of core team. Um, and then there's, you know, still some core team people that are in Columbus, um, but with the six of us out there, we're building the culture we want to have, the culture of confrontation, the culture of um, you know, being vulnerable, being raw, but also just giving everything to, to grab a hold of God in a, in a profound way. And so we're building that, and then others you know, will join, and um, eventually, probably a year down the road, we'll get to the point where we will have something that we can invite people into. Um, right now, we've got people asking. If we opened it up, we would, pretty quickly fill up right now um, people asking who live out there to join um, but we just we don't want to rush what God's doing um, and part of the reason is because we really feel like out there there's such a hunger for it that it would grow really rapidly and you know that's like kind of anybody who's doing any sort of church planting or anything like that that's like you know everyone's dream like all oh, you know you want your church to grow and thrive and all that and that's awesome Um, but we are, you know, there's the fear of the Lord on it for us. We're not trying to do anything just to do it. Um, and timing is key. Um, you know, my wife is, is pregnant with a baby. Um, and so we are, we have other priorities right now. Um, and we're just trying to figure out some of that stuff and really heal up. Um, there's a lot of healing that has to happen and growing. Meanwhile, we are doing our stuff outside the country here in, uh, December. We will, be ministering in Honduras and El Salvador, um, doing several different conferences, and you know we're we're still going to continue our international ministry, still travel, still you know um, support the pastors that we have relationship with. Um, Take Courage International is is still um, moving and growing, so we're still we're doing those things, um, but we are uh, kind of taking a break from actually having like any kind of organized. Thing that we can invite people into.
0: Well, I think that's it for me and my questions. Um, you just want to bless the listeners and bless them out. Yeah, sure. Do you have anything else? Yeah. That didn't
1: hit. Nope, that's good. Um, well, guys, yeah. Also, just be praying for us and yeah. thank you guys for your support. We still have people um, sowing into us and that sort of thing, and it's been um, so helpful, uh, for one, just on a practical level, like, you know, we all went out there without jobs and just seeing God show up over and over again through a lot of you guys has been, uh, profoundly impactful for us. Um, and so I just thank you guys for supporting us, for loving us, um, for praying for us. Um, God's doing amazing things and we're excited to see what comes of it. So Holy Ghost. Right now, any, anyone who is listening, Lord, anyone that you've put something on their heart to do, that you're, you you want to move them either locationally or you want them to go after something, uh, move them into something, you've called them to something they're scared of. Holy Spirit, I just ask for courage uh, to fill them right now. Let your fire come upon them. Let them feel the same, the same urgency, but also the same boldness that we felt. To be able to face this, to be able to walk it out, give them wisdom on how to walk it out well. For those who are not in transition, but are you know are seeing other people in transition, or you know, give them a grace just to, to be where they're at fully, uh, to not try to live in another season, but to be where they're at fully and get everything they need in this time. We bless you, God. We bless you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Touch your people. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Well, this has been the Fire Podcast. Coming at you one more time. Everyone, have a great day. I see you flowing through Stadiums in living room. coming to life i see the rising of your bride will come and fill our